And so, I, I mean, I went through grief. I went through uh, blaming others, blaming myself. I went through denial. I went through all of those. But at the end of the day, I refused. And I made that decision. My chips were all in that whatever it takes. So after I wiped my eyes, or after I wiped the tears, after I, you know, all the anger, what's the decision that's going to help me along that path? And that's what I made a commitment to. If you believe in something, if you want something, then hold on to it and you fight like with everything you have. But that, that you at least can look yourself in the mirror and say, I did everything that I possibly knew to do. another episode of The Burn. I am Ben Newman, and you know how we do this now. Every single week for years, we've been coming to you, athletes, entrepreneurs, entertainers, high-level performers, individuals at the top of their game in life who have understood and embraced that there's a burn that lies inside of you that ignites why and purpose every single day that then causes you to be disciplined in your action to go write one hell of a story. And today's guest, let me tell you, has one hell of a story. Now, it's pretty fitting that our first guest coming off of the Mental Toughness Forum is an individual who embodies grit, resilience, perseverance. Tim Hightower is the first player in NFL history after ACL injury, we're going to let him get there, to come back after four years. So not only did he play with the Washington Redskins, now commanders, and then he went on after four years, a four-year gap, never done before, to get back into the physical shape that it takes and mental shape that it takes to compete once again for the New Orleans Saints. I also want to make sure that we highlight, I'm going to do it a couple times, Tim's book, A Dream Worth Fighting For. Make sure that you guys check out his book. We will have links in the, the caption and the bio section here for you to be able to get access to the book. But here's a question I would ask for you. Are you clear on the dream that you're fighting for? Because I think you'll find from Tim's story of getting to the NFL, facing injury, and getting himself back, that he stayed clear on his dream, no matter how tough that path was. But are you clear on your dream? And let's allow Tim to bring a little more clarity to the fight and the burn in your life. Tim Hightower, welcome to The Burn. It's a pleasure to have you. Oh, man, that's one heck of an intro. Great to have, great to have uh, or to be here. Um, I'm, I'm excited. Thank you. Well, it, it's a little bit especially exciting for me, too, because we, we got the uh, Washington. I'm just saying Washington. We got the Washington jersey behind me. The first player that I ever worked with in the NFL, as so many people know, was Will Compton. His first ever game ball that he received, that's his first ever game ball, which total side note, he gave that to me. And I'm like, bro, I can't take this gift. I said, I'll hold this until you have children and then I'm giving it back. So it, it sits in my office now, but I'll be giving it to, uh, to back to his family one day. But that. the Washington football program organization, it's just, I, I've been at five, six training camps and there's just so many amazing individuals, incredible stories that have come from that organization. 
and you are another one of those stories. So, Tim, tell us a little bit of your background, your burn, childhood. Where did that burn come from? And, man, how did you make it to the NFL? Yeah, well, well um, man, look, I, I moved around a lot as a kid, and, and I was actually a, a, a soccer player uh, growing up, and my dad was in the Marines, and you asked where that burn came from. It was from my parents. It, it starts at home to me, and, and for me, it started at home. And I saw how, I mean, I would see my dad wake up four o'clock in the morning, go, you know, he, he was a boxer. So he, he'd go hit the punching bags and, and work out, you know, uh, and then work all day, two, three jobs. And, and that's just what I saw. I saw a discipline. I saw a work ethic. I saw a focus. Um, life was hard, man. We moved all over the place, as, as I mentioned. Uh, sometimes, you know, you come home and, you know, there's an eviction letter, letter on the door. You're sleeping in a hotel. But I saw, irrespective of what happened, they always, one, they always believed the best. Like my dad, like, just, it was like, like obsessively believed that something good would happen and could happen, regardless. He always believed the best. He had a strong faith and he worked ridiculously hard, right? Like those, so that, you know, input and deposited on the inside of me. And so, I'm this young kid playing soccer, finding sports really helped you. You know, a lot of young athletes, it helps you deal with adversity, with life. You're starting to figure out who you are. Then I get introduced to football and I absolutely loved it. And um, and, and I said I was going to play professional football. And that took me down this journey where it led me to where I was then and am now. And a, a rock solid 225 pound body of a running back that you had. You don't really see that on the soccer field that much. So you probably, you probably made a pretty good choice. So what, what would you say is the greatest lesson you learned from your parents? So it sounds like you saw the fight, you saw the adversity, you saw the challenge, but what was the most important lesson that you learned from your parents growing up? Oh man. Um, my always tell me never never be defined by the limitations of others right like I, I would come home and you know whether it was a coach or a teacher would tell me you know give me their aspects what they think I should think and believe and he would get upset like who told you that I didn't tell you that you <clears throat> who you couldn't be you know people tell you it's because they don't believe it because they've never seen it done because they can't and so it's like you almost you, 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 you take on this identity of literally when your parents believe in you that much and when they're instilling this type of confidence in you that much, you start to believe it as a young kid, right? Until you're developing your confidence, you're, you're getting that from somewhere. And so just that high level of if I want something to happen, it's done as soon as I want it to happen. And then now it's the manifestation of me doing that and my daily actions, carrying the process out. But mentally, it's set. And I think that was the thing that, you know, whether it's me writing down in the fourth grade, I was going to play professional football. It was real to me at that point because my parents told me that I could do it. And then mm -hmm. getting when I was injured, once I focused and decided that's what I wanted to do, it was real then. I didn't need any validation from anyone else. And I think that was the biggest lesson that I, that I took from my parents. So never be defined by the limitations of others. Tim, this is, this is pure fire right here. Talk about the burn. So I want to tie a couple things together because th this, is, this is really important. There are so many people, and what a blessing your parents were in terms of that meshing. 
There are so many people who somebody says something and criticizes their beliefs and they wait on that sideline of life and they never even do what it takes to get into the game and they have within them to go be an NFL running back. So you listen to your parents rather than others. It's huge. But here's what I think is amazing. The fight that you showed to have a four-year gap, which you and I, that's never happened before. Typically they say, if a player has been out of the league for one year, it's almost a wrap. Like one year is really hard to come back from. Two years is almost, that just isn't even possible. Four years. So you're in that moment. You have the injury. Most people don't know how to respond when their greatest dream has been taken from them. Mm -hmm. So take us there. Take us to that mindset. So your parents instilled you could do anything. But then you face this wall of it's gone. How did you respond then? And how important was your burn and that not listening to the limitations of others in that moment? Yeah, you know what? And, you know, that that all came from that background. That the, the foundation had already been set. You know, you don't build a house in the middle of a storm. And and whether it's, you know, there's so many stories, that, and which is another, I wrote the book. There's so many stories that led up to that point and laid that foundation of, people chipping away at, we all say we have these values, but values are nothing until you're tested, until they're tested, right? Pressure testing. And so there had many, you know, instances across, you know, over the course of my, of my life where that mentality was, you know, you know, that fortitude and that resolve was, it was, it was strengthened, right? It was solidified. And so when you get here to that moment, you draw back on some of those past wins and successes, those past moments where you had absolutely no opportunity, not one college scholarship, like you, you, you go back to those, right? You go back to those. And so uh, the biggest thing, you know, I remember having a conversation with my dad and he always talked about living life with regret. And he quit boxing at a young age, you know, the pressures of life and family and different things like that. And he just felt like he had to make a different, different decision. And he always regretted that. And that was something that he instilled in me to never live life with regrets. If you believe in something, if you want something, hold on to it and you fight like with everything you have, but at, at, you at least can look yourself in the mirror and say, I did everything that I possibly knew to do, but don't live life with what ifs. I wonder what would have happened if, right? And so I had that in the back of my mind. And so here I am, you say, what was that process like? Man, it took everything. There are days when I, I didn't, you know, I, tears, I was angry, I was frustrated, right? Like why me, why now? I, I did everything I could to get to this point, in position to, play professional football and did, I was in that life-changing contract season, that fourth season. And so, I, I, I mean, I went through grief. I went through uh, blaming others, blaming myself. I went through denial. I went through all of those. But at the end of the day, I refused and I made that decision. My chips were all in that whatever it takes. So after I wipe my eyes or after I wipe your tears, after I, you know, all the anger, what's the decision that's going to help me along that path? And that's what I made a commitment to. You know, one of my favorite verses, and I know you're a, a very strong man of faith as well, is James 1.12. Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. And, and I've worked with so many players, guys that you're still working with on the Washington Commanders roster that have been through significant injuries guys that are very close to me and I know what those conversations are like to have but I don't know the pain that you experience and 
One thing that I will never understand, uh, I, I mean, I, I can understand what it is, but I'll never be able to feel it. It's something Will Compton used to tell me all the time. And I, I really want to speak to this because I know it's prevalent in, in the book as well. And it's important with how you want to help athletes and individuals. Will used to always joke. He's like, man, when I'm in the league, we got to capitalize on this. My jokes are funnier. I'm better looking when I'm in the league. And so when you face that moment when it's gone, there's friendships that are lost. There's money that's lost. There's so much loss that people don't realize that it's not just the burden and the weight of you having to recover from this injury. It, it's the burden of seeing life change, your relationships change. How important was it for you, Tim, in the book to help people remember that even when you feel like not only your body, your ability to perform, but you're losing relationships. Talk about a dream worth fighting for. How tough is that in that moment? And why did that need to be an important piece of the book and your messaging today? Yeah, I mean, you articulated well. Um, you know, there, there are a few quotes that, that stick out to me. We are what we repeatedly do, right? Um, confidence comes from demonstrated ability. There's this sense, you, I know there's a ton of slogans out here, more than an athlete and all these things. We say those, and those, are, those are nice and cliche, but yet we're, we define ourselves by what we do. So much to, have, to be successful, you're immersed. There's this, every, this daily pursuit and um, this obsession with being the best in, you know, you know, the best version of yourself. And the only way you, you, you articulate that and display that is, right, it's on the football field, it's your, your line of work, whatever that is. So that's how you measure yourself in a lot of ways, right? And so when that's removed, now it's who am I? The sense of value and purpose and meaning. And is my purpose gone? Is my dream gone? Is my identity? When people are not standing outside as, you know, crowd calling for your autographs and giving you free stuff when you walk in restaurants and your name is not on the board, all these things. What happens then? Right. And so going through that period of, redefining who I am like it's okay right and that's something that I had to go through but that's something that I saw and what prompted me to write that book it's something that all of us have to go through because there's seasons of life and you may your season may be uh, intern season like you may just be this intern you're trying to figure out no one's really paying attention to you you're doing like all these you know bottom of the barrel kind of you know odd tasks and then there's a different season of your life and so we all go through this period where like our identity is shifted and it changes, but does that change our actions, right? And so that's the thing that, that, that I navigated and, and dealt with um, and then redefining that, right? That's what that process told me that this is who you were and that's okay. You don't have to fight that and be upset about this, who you were, but you also have an opportunity now to recreate and evolve who you are and build mm -hmm. on layers to who you are that you just haven't tapped into yet and so accepting that you know grieving that being okay with that but then knowing that this is not the end or this is not the totality there are other aspects of me that I can develop and evolve in the same way that I did previously and that was liberating and that was uh encouraging and empowering yeah, that's, I just, that's one of the things I just I love about your messaging I love about your fight is making it to the NFL, which 
they used to when they had the, the rookie combines, the symposiums, they'd bring everybody together, they'd give the stat. They were still having those back in the day for you. Remember, they'd yeah. give the stat. You had a better chance of getting struck by lightning than making it in the NFL. I mean, right. that's how hard. So you do that. Then you have this injury. You do the most improbable in the history of the game coming back after four years. But what I think is such a testament to why I think it's so important that people pick up your book, uh, Dream Worth Fighting For, and, and a to understand your fight, I think the biggest testament is you still being involved in the game. You mm -hmm. still being with the Washington Commanders, right? And I think that's a testament you are what you repeatedly do through, through, you said that. So all of the challenge and adversity, you kept showing up. I won't change who I am. I'll, and now, so to be the director of alumni player relations for the Washington Command, I mean, you're still involved in the game. You still have this opportunity to impact. I think that's a testament to who you are and your resilience, which I know is another thing in the book that I think is so powerful because I think there's a lot of people, Tim, who struggle with resilience. How do I find my resilience? How do I get off this sideline of life when the world and media tries to tell me that, that it's just not time and it's too hard to make it? So what do you say to that person who's struggling to find their resilience, which you've shown throughout your entire career? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. So look, I'm, I'm sitting here, uh, a quick story. I'm sitting here, uh, I talk about it in the book, um, I just signed back with New Orleans, but at this point, I've got a young family, two kids, they're split, they're in Richmond. Um, I'm in New Orleans fighting for this roster spot, right? So everything that I've earned at this point, four years, as you can imagine, saving is without. So I'm, I'm pretty much wiped out. And so I'm rebuilding at this point. So everything that I'm making here now at this point is going back to my family. <clears throat> Nothing. You know what? I'm able to live my dream. I'm fine. I'm back in the game. Make sure my family's okay. So I'm, I'm I ended up sleeping in a car. I'm sleeping in cars, you know, that, that off season. And there's, it's hurricane season and you, you got, you know, the, the rains pouring down all these things. And I'm sitting there thinking, man, this, this isn't good, right? The car is shaking and I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm laying there. And in the middle of this storm, there's a peace and a calming that comes over me. Because I think about the fact that out of all of this, out of everything that I've just endured over the last four years, I made it back. I lost money. I lost relationships. I lost the game. I lost a lot of things. But I made it back here. So there's something on the inside of me that's greater than everything else that can happen around me. And as long as that doesn't change, the environment may change. I'm not a, I'm more than a job title. I'm more than... All of these things, the thing that's on the inside of me produced something like that next thing, right? And so it's like that realization, and that's what I would tell to anybody, and that's why I wrote this book. Living life from the inside, you have something, you call it a burn on the inside. And if you allow yourself to be driven by your internal desires, passions, beliefs, that when that becomes more real and you realize that once I decide who I am, what's important to me and what I'm going to do every single day, the things around me are going to happen. I, I may lose loved ones. I may get fired from a job. I may not, uh, uh, you know, my business may not turn out exactly. And, you know, the first, first time they may not see 
what I see in this idea or this opportunity. But at some point in time, what's inside is going to be manifested on the outside. That's what I hold on to that and other people's opinions and opportunities and situations will shape around that. And we're, we're finishing on that note right there. That is as clear. I'm going to tie a couple things together here and mention the book again, but that is just beautiful the way that you articulated that, Tim, because I, I think a lot of times people have that in them, right? And we call it the burn. We articulate it that way. And that's why you're another amazing story of the importance of that burn. But I think sometimes people just need to know it's in you. And that's what you just shared. That was really a message to everybody saying it's in you but you have to choose to stay connected to it if the dream is worth fighting for. And if you really pay attention to Tim, and this is 15 minutes that we get to spend together, you've got to read the book because you'll realize more about the story, more about the pain, more of what it takes to come back and more of what it takes to keep fighting. But remember that key piece he just mentioned, it's that burn that lies inside of you. Now you may call it the burn moving, moving forward. And I know Marshall Falk, the, uh, the ball right next to Will's game ball. That's a ball signed by uh, Marshall, who I've been blessed to be able to do some things with through the years. And I remember when he and I shared the stage one day, it was a, a virtual engagement. Same thing that you just said, right? So from one great NFL running back to another great NFL running back, he said the same. He goes, it's in me. I don't even know what you call it. <laughs> and I'm screaming at the screen. I'm like, it's the burn, Marshall. It's the burn. And so a lot of times we, we feel like we have to know exactly what it is. See, I'm like you, man, just connect to that feeling and just know that God's going to give you everything that you need, but you got to dig down deep. You got to take it. And Tim, I, I just want to say thank you for writing the book. Thank you for being an example of what it means to show up and take it when things are going well in your life, but to continue to show up and take it when we are challenged in the throes of life. So thank you for coming on the burn. This has been an honor. Thank you for having me. And I appreciate the message and, and uh, your platform of, of, of uh, we, we, we need so much of it. Uh, we, we need more of it. So much, so much more even today. Well, I'm going to leave it one more time, Tim. Thank you so much, but a dream worth fighting for. Make sure to get a copy of the book. You will be inspired to dig down deep and to continue and to be resilient in your life. This is why we do this every single week, to hear an amazing story of somebody's burn to help you realize that there's more fight left inside of you, but you have to connect to that burn, which ignites that why and that purpose that then causes you to take that disciplined action. Tim's quote he shared earlier, you are what you repeatedly do. You won't take the necessary action if you don't connect to that burn, connect to that why, light it on fire, and then go choose to take the action. Thank you for joining Tim Hightower and myself for another episode of The Burn. We'll look forward to seeing you next week. This episode of The Burn Podcast is powered by BenNewmanCoaching.com, your number one source for increasing consistency in your life and building the mental toughness habits required to live the life of your dreams. From self-paced courses to live coaching with Ben and everything in between, 
head over to BenNewmanCoaching.com and join the thousands of members working to unlock their peak performance every day.